What is going on, Yankee fans? Jeremy Laracuente here for the Pinstripe Plunge Report podcast. Your home for Yankee podcast coverage. Now, we have a few things that I want to get into today on the show. So I want to thank you guys for joining me here on the Pinstripe Plunge Report podcast. Make sure you check us out on our regular podcast, the Baseball Banter Broadcast podcast. Check out our YouTube channel, the Baseball Banter Broadcast. Now, there are some things that I want to get into today, um, and there's some good news, baby. We have baseball back in less than two weeks. Uh, so I'm recording this on Friday morning, the 25th of March, and we are 13 days away from the Yankees opening at home against the Boston Red Sox. Now, one of the things that I want to mention and start with here, uh, we got news from New York City Mayor Eric Adams that unvaccinated players will be able to play at home. So that's great news for the Yankees and the Mets. Honestly, at no point did anybody related to the the teams really feel like there was going to be a, a concern for that by, by opening day. And we now know why this is a, a change that has been made in the city. Uh, and we're going to be able to have both Mets and Yankee players playing in home. Uh, for the Yankees, however, there are still going to be questions as to who can play in Canada against the Blue Jays, but uh, we'll have to get to that at a later time. Now, one of the things that I want to discuss uh, on the, the episode today is the Yankees. And kind of the way that this team is looking going into opening day, right? Uh, so obviously there's still going to be some some shaking uh, uh, out of things in terms of their their roster. Um, you know, kind of those 24, 25, 26 man. Uh, we know that to start the season there's going to be 28. Um, it's being reported that the Yankees will likely carry 15 pitchers and 13 position players uh, while they have that 28-man extended roster to begin the year. One of the interesting moves that the Yankees have made recently was a minor league signing of Marwin Gonzalez. I think Marlon Marwin makes this team. And I, the reason why I think Marwin makes this team is because he's so extremely versatile. He's a switch hitter, right? Which will allow the Yankees to kind of even more balance out their lineup. But on top of that, he's capable of playing all over the infield first, second, third, short, left, right. And, and if you really had to, I'm sure you could put him out in center field. Having that level of versatility is absolutely incredible. So without question, I think Marvin Gonzalez is going to find his way onto that 28-man roster, at least to begin the year. Uh, if he falters, if he doesn't play well in spring, that would probably that would definitely change things. But I think that to, to begin the year, Marvin Gonzalez is probably uh, a solid thought and prediction to be able to walk away on the 2022 New York Yankee roster. They also gave him number 14, which if you keep track of, of things with the Yankees uh, is one of the like three numbers that they have uh, under 20 that they could give to players uh, that they haven't already given out. Isaiah kind of is wearing number 12. Uh, Josh Donaldson is wearing number 28 right now. So giving, Marwin Gonzalez, number 14, is kind of a, a little bit of a preview. Uh, as much as you can get one from the Yankees, is kind of showing their hand. Now, uh, one of the other things that 
uh, I really find interesting, right, is that, and, and I was very critical of the Yankees when bringing Donaldson in for one specific aspect, and I'm still critical of that aspect, and it's the $50 million of John Donaldson's contract over the next two years. However, right, and if you head over to uh, my blog, LaRaCuenteLedger.com, you will see an article up today that discusses three reasons why we as Yankee fans should be excited uh, and like the Josh Donaldson move. And the more that I thought about it, the more that while, yes, for a 36-year-old player who has had some injury issues over the last couple of seasons, $25 million a year is a lot. However, if Donaldson is healthy, a player who is a former MVP, who is capable of playing uh, well above average defense, capable of hitting you, what, 25, 30 home runs, that's a that's a solid, solid move, right? Because as much as I want Carlos Correa, and I still want Carlos Correa on this team, which it could happen. You know, Minnesota tends to falter. If they stumble out of the block, they can trade Carlos Correa, eat some of the salary, and there you go. We can end up with him on our team anyway. After the year, he's long as he doesn't get hurt, and he's probably going to opt out. We could have him on the team anyway. So there, there's an opportunity to still have what I want happen happen. But $25 million for a guy who can hit you 25, 30 home runs, play above average defense, and be a leader in the clubhouse, and also be a guy who's going to start some stuff, bro. He's going to start some He's just got that kind of personality. And, and if you listen to the uh, R2C2 podcast with Aaron Hicks, um, CC talks about that. You know, getting some fire, getting some passion on this team. Brian Cashman brought it up, you know, after his acquisition, after Donaldson's acquisition. This this is a guy that brings some edge to him, brings a chip on his shoulder, brings some fire. And that was one of the things on this very podcast that I said the Yankees needed. In order to get back to being the evil empire, they needed to have that guy that really lit a fire under this team that really was going to stir and, and, and start some. I mean, th- there's no doubt about it. This is a guy who's going to be a, a brazen and bold player. This is going to be a guy who tells it like it is, who says what he wants and is not going to be hindered by, by anybody to say what he feels, right? To say what he's thinking. The Yankees need that fire. Right, that was one of the main things I said the Yankees needed going into this, and they got it. It wasn't quite the player I was looking for, but they got what I was looking for, you know. And this is a guy who's a former MVP, like I said, capable of probably hitting us 25, 30 home runs this season, playing above average defense, bringing some fire, and really being able to to help push this team back to being, you know, a feared ball club. When you look at what the Yankees have been over the last couple of seasons, they've been super nice. They've been a bunch of nice guys. Teams aren't fearful of them. We got to get back to having a team that people fear. 
And Aaron Hicks made the same point on the R2C2 podcast. You know, teams used to be like, oh, when the Yankees were coming to town. Even before they stepped on the field, they were worried about the New York Yankees. I mean, you you had teams sounding sirens when the Yankees were coming. The Yankees would put up sirens like, yo, we're coming. But not now, right? But getting a guy like Donaldson, to me, will help light a fire under this team that we haven't seen. This is going to be a very good year for the New York Yankees. I just feel it. I feel it in my bones. We had a a, a night game against the Orioles on Wednesday, uh, the 23rd of March. Yankees went off. DJ LeMahieu, John Carlos Stanton, Clayber Torres all homered. And they all looked great. Those home runs were legit. If we have a healthy DJ LeMahieu, a healthy Glaber Torres, healthy John Carlos Stanton, healthy Aaron Judge, healthy Aaron Hicks, healthy Josh Donaldson, healthy healthy Anthony Rizzo, healthy Joey Gallo. This is a nasty ball club. Absolutely nasty team. And then, right, that's just looking offensively. They've also improved defensively, leaps and bounds. As much as we love Gio, and he was a very good defender, right? No knock on Gio's defense whatsoever. But you got to give talent to get talent. We've upgraded defensively at third base, at shortstop, at catcher, at first base, at second base. Because by not having a, a rolling position, Right, So second base, maybe we didn't get defensively better. right? Because I still think DJ is a better defender than Glaber, no matter where you put him. But Glaber was going to be playing on this team somewhere. right? And he's better defensively at second base than he is at shortstop. Isaiah Kiner-Falefra is a gold glove caliber shortstop. right? And in watching IKF's at-bats this spring, I'm really liking what I'm seeing in terms of his approach. I don't really know yet how I feel about his swing overall. I feel like there's a a lot of potential holes to be exploited by good pitching. Um, But because his approach isn't to hit home runs, but just to make contact, I think that we can get away with it. I think that working with Dylan Lawson and now the new uh, assistant hitting coach, Bam Bam Hensley Mullins, is really going to help this team in a big, big way, right? I also think, and, and, you know, I I feel like I've made this point before at some point, um, a couple weeks ago probably when when I brought up Carlos Beltran being hired by the Yes Network to to be a commentator. Having Carlos Beltran around the team again is going to help big time. I think that in being around the players in the batting cage before games, that they're going to to get some of those nuggets of wisdom that I wanted from Beltran as the manager of this team, right? This is going to be a fun, fun year. 
And then we look at the pitching staff, right? And yes, there are serious questions, right? Behind Garrett Cole. There are serious questions about Garrett Cole, right? Without spider tag, without the sticky substances or whatever, there's questions about Cole, but we know how good he can be, even without extra grip on the ball. If we can get a healthy Luis Severino, this is without question one of the best pitchers in baseball. We've seen it. When he's healthy, Sevy was amongst the, the upper echelon of starters in the game. Jameson Tyone, to me, is, is very underrated. I think that there's an opportunity for this guy to really kind of surprise some people this year. And then you got Monty that just throws a wrench into everybody, right? And the real wrench, the the real, like, Swiss Army knife, just absolutely bewilderment of the world in Nestor Cortez. Now, whether or not Nestor's going to be able to continue surprising people a second season, we'll have to wait and see. But I have good feelings about Nestor. I think that his, you know, uh, the, the, comp, the, the comp was made on uh, the Yes Network broadcast with uh, John Boy Media, Talking Jake and, and John Boy, which congrats to them. I mean, to to go from doing what I'm doing right now and just kind of talking Yankees baseball to now having a partnership with the Yes Network, absolutely incredible. Big shout-outs to those guys. Big props to them. You know, congratulations, and I wish you guys nothing but the biggest success in the world because – you guys are inspiration for those of us that are doing this out of just the love of it, right? The comp was made from Nestor Cortez to David Cohn, and I absolutely love it because Coney would change arm angles. He would, you know, throw sidearm. I mean, Coney would do whatever it took to get guys out, and Nestor's the same way. Nestor will, will shimmy. He will shake like Johnny Cueto. He will hesitate. Like you, Darvish. I mean, there's nothing that this guy won't do to try to to, to get out, and I absolutely love it. So uh, there's a lot to like with this team. Obviously, the bullpen may not have the same big names, you know, like Andrew Miller. Who shout out to Andrew Miller as he's retiring. Um, if you listen to the Baseball Manager broadcast, I, I spoke about Andrew Miller, um, and, and I'll say it here: I think that when all is said and done in five years, when we look back at his career. There's absolutely a, a very good possibility he ends up in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, we still have Zach Britton on the roster. He'll be injured to, to start the year, but we may see him back later in, in the summer. We have Aroldis Chapman, who is still, in my opinion, one of the better relievers in, in the game. I think there's an opportunity for guys like Chad Green, Jonathan Loizaga, Clay Holmes, Lucas, I, I think that these guys are really going to have some opportunities to really stand out. There's going to be a lot of competition in the, in the AL East. No doubt about it. Um, on our podcast, the the Baseball Banter Broadcast, I spoke about the fact that Christopher Russo, Mad Dog, on, on MLB Network, would state that he thinks there's a possibility that four of the six teams that will make the postseason in 2022 for the American League could come out of the East. Now, in theory, I agree, right? In theory, when you look at just being the best teams, I agree. I think that 
the Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, and Red Sox are probably four of the five best teams, right? I think the White Sox are, are probably in that mix, right, uh, amongst the, the five best teams. I think the Astros are, uh, you know, right there with them. So those would be my six teams if it was just one through six. But because of the unbalanced schedule where the Yankees will play the Blue Jays 19 times, they'll play Tampa 19 times, they'll play the Red Sox 19 times, that's a lot of cannibalizing that's going to be done interdivision, right? And, and it goes for the others as well. I mean, the Blue Jays are playing Tampa and the Red Sox 19 times each. You know, Tampa is playing the Red Sox 19 times. Like, So there's going to be a lot of beating up on each other that kind of gives the other two divisions more of an opportunity, right? The Mariners, I think, are going to be better. I, I discussed my predictions for each division uh, on the Baseball Banter Broadcast podcast today. I'm also covering it through uh, on our YouTube channel. We've already covered the National League entirely today uh, that I'm recording this on the 25th of March. We will discuss the preview of the American League West division. Uh, the Saturday the 26th will be the Central, and then Sunday the 27th will be this American League East division. Um, so check out the Baseball Banter broadcast on YouTube. Subscribe. And uh, let me know your thoughts and what you think would actually be the case of, of who wins what in, in the divisions. Um, follow me on Twitter as well, jlatacuente19. I do a lot of conversating on, on Twitter. So head over there, follow me there, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe here to the podcast as well, the Pinstripe Plunge Report podcast. But uh, back to it. So I think that there's an opportunity to really get a lot of, you know, beating up on one another that could not allow some of the teams in the AL East to, to make the postseason. Right. But if, it, if we were just going one through six, six best teams make it, I think that it would be that way. Um, but when you're looking at records wise, there's going to be a lot of, of interdivision fighting and, and that's going to, you know, cause so, some things to kind of get lost in the mix there. Now, one of the other things that uh, has come out over the recent days was uh, a post on uh, Bleacher Report or Forbes. So Bleacher Report put out the Forbes most valuable MLB teams. Now, <laughs> what makes this absolutely crazy, right? And Yankees are number one, far and away number one. Um, the Yankees were estimated via Forbes to be worth six billion dollars six billion dollars next closest team was the dodgers at 4.05 billion the red sox came in at number three at 3.9 the cubs at 3.8 were number four the giants at 3.5 was number five the mets at 2.65 billion at number six the cardinals at 2.45 billion at number seven phillies at 2.3 billion Angels at 2.2 billion and the Braves at 2.1. So not really a surprise to me that the Yankees were number one, right? But here we go. So now when that came out, Yankee fans were all up in uproar because why, if we're worth $6 billion, have we not signed Aaron Judge to an extension already? That's the question. 
That is the $6 billion question. Why have we not signed Aaron Judge? I think it gets done before spring training. We know that Aaron Judge came out saying, you know, that he didn't want the distractions during the season, so, you know, that it would need to be done before before spring, right, before the home opener on, on the 7th. I think it gets done. Uh, I think that Judge has been very vocal about wanting to be a Yankee for his entire career. I also think that the Yankees have expressed interest in keeping Judge for a Yankee his entire career. So I think it gets done. I think obviously when you set deadlines, it's supposed to make things go faster. It did not help Rob Manfred at all with this 100-day lockout, this 99-day lockout that we suffered, but I digress. I think Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees comes to an extension on our on my YouTube channel, the Baseball Banter Broadcast. I already put together a video about what I believe the Yankees could and should offer Aaron Judge. One of the things that I also want to point out is that with this extension should also come the announcement of the next Yankee captain being Aaron Judge. You lock him up long-term, you keep him and make him a forever Yankee, a career-long New York Yankee, and you throw the captaincy on his jersey. It's time. Since 2017, this has been the face of your franchise, right? Since 2017, this has been one of the faces of baseball. This is one of the five best players, as long as he's healthy during the season, in all of Major League Baseball. It's time for the Yankees to put that captaincy on him. He has the embodiment of Derek Jeter. He's very calculated in what he says. He does everything to make the organization look better. Right? And then there was some something that went around online, and, you know, it can only add to his case. But someone said that now that he's married, right, can we put the captaincy on him finally? Now, granted, we didn't have to do that with Jeter at the time, but I digress again. Aaron Judge is without question the face of the New York Yankees right now, right? And he's only a positive image for the team. You lock him up long-term, you add the captaincy to that. And Yankee fans are happy. I also think that when we look at the way this team has been playing, when Judge is playing well, so is his team. How he goes is how the city goes. Now, yes, obviously I'm biased. I'm a Yankee fan, right? So I'm going to feel that everybody is better when the Yankees are better. (laughs) But that being said, there's very little question that if you throw the captaincy on Aaron Judge, he is going to fulfill that role to the utmost. With the utmost respect, with the utmost integrity. And he is going to play his heart out for this city. He's already proven it, right? So he doesn't need the captaincy to prove that he is the captain of this team. But you do it to show him the commitment. You do it to show the fans the commitment to this team. You lock him up long-term, you throw the captaincy on him. Because let me tell you, that will go a very, very long way this season. 
I think there's an opportunity for this team to really stand out this year. Now, yes, there's a lot of questions. You know, Michael K has said it on the, the Michael K show that for 250 plus million dollars that this payroll is the highest payroll they've ever had in their in their franchise history. There's a lot of questions, right? And for 250 plus million dollars, you want to have some more certainty. The main thing you can be certain about is that Aaron Judge is going to represent this team well. That he is going to represent the New York Yankees franchise as the boss wanted this franchise represented. An absolutely immaculate player who plays with the the child's love and passion for baseball but also plays with the respect and integrity of an elder statesman. This player is beloved by everyone, right? And while some people may not agree with extending him because we've never seen a body type like his be able to sustain long-term, we already have Stanton for a DH, there's already all of these big contracts with, with Garrett Cole and with Stan bro. Aaron judge is a one of a kind athlete. Aaron judge is the kind of player that you build your franchise around. And what better way than to put the same title that Derek Jeter, who we all love once held with the new version of Derek Jeter. Make him the captain already. Make Aaron Judge the captain already. I don't think that it's that difficult of a thing to do because he absolutely embodies what it means to be a Yankee captain. From Lou Gehrig to Thurman Munson to Don Mattingly to Derek Jeter, I mean, there's no other player that you could legitimately put that title on and make it work. And make it be right. So. I want to hear from Yankee fans. Right. You can leave a five star rating review on this podcast. It would be tremendous. It would be great. I would be very appreciative. Because that's how we move up in the search rankings. That's how we move up in the history. To be able to continue bringing you. Yankee coverage. Right. But even more so, I want to hear from you because I want to hear your thoughts on what an Aaron Judge extension should be. I want to hear your thoughts on what this team looks like to you, right? After some games in spring training, are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you scared? Where do you think the Yankees land in terms of the AL East? I'll give you a spoiler alert for my video on the baseball banter broadcast on Sunday. And I said it on our podcast, the baseball banter broadcast podcast on here on Apple podcasts and on Spotify. I think the Yankees win the AL East. I know bold claim, right? I think that, uh, while it may seem, you know, kind of crazy, because of the fact that there's a lot of moves that were made by the Blue Jays this offseason. Trevor Story signed with the Red Sox. 
I still think that, and, and Tampa always does weird stuff, but they always seem to make a run somehow. But I think at the end of the year, it's going to be the New York Yankees coming in with the division. Real talk. But I want to thank you guys for joining me here on the Pinstripe Plunge Report podcast. Make sure you check out our baseball podcast, the Baseball Banter Broadcast. Check out our YouTube channel, the Baseball Banter Broadcast. Head over to our merchandise shop, baseballbanterbroadcast.com, and use the promo code podcast to save 5% off your order. Uh, We have a, a lot of good content coming from the world of Major League Baseball this year. And a lot of good content coming from here, the Pinstripe Plunge Report, and from the Baseball Banter Broadcast. So keep it locked in. And the best way to do that is to leave a five-star rating and review, follow this podcast, follow our podcast, the Baseball Banter Broadcast, follow the YouTube channel by the same name, follow our sister channels, We Sibs, and the Grand and Geek Show over on YouTube to follow your favorite movies and TV shows and tech and its philosophy, respectively. So I want to thank you guys for joining me here on the Pinstripe Plunge Report. Keep it locked in all season. We are going to be bringing you all of the coverage throughout the New York Yankees season in 2022. So what I want to say right now, let's go Yankees.